Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I am your host, Wendy Fleming-Dexter, and I'm delighted that you've joined us today, and I have a wonderful guest. Uh, Angie Miller is with us today. She's the Executive Director of the Arcola Chamber of Commerce. Angie, welcome. Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you being here. I know that you're a, a busy woman. You have a full-time job, part-time being the, working for the chamber, and you're a mother and a wife, and you probably wear a lot of other hats too. So I appreciate you taking time to do this. Yeah, it's no it's no problem at all. I love love talking about Arcola. Well, amazing Arcola, right? <laughs> and it is amazing, amazing town. So. Could you give a little background about yourself and how are you a native to Arcola or what has um, kept you interested in in promoting your town? Yeah, so born and raised in Arcola. My parents are from here as well. Um, that my family, my dad's family started Rock Home Gardens. My grandpa's, my grandpa Yoder started Rock Home Gardens in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, so we have deep roots here um, in the area. So our pool is just always like, I pretty much grew up out at Rock Home Gardens. So that was just really, really fun for me. So I knew that I wanted to stay in this area and and continue to, you know, try to thrive in our cola. Well, it must be wonderful to see the work that uh, the Aikmans have, got, have done to to recreate it and take it to a different level from what it was. I think it had kind of, I know it was a wonderful tourist attraction and a wonderful thing for your family. I did not realize that connection, make the connection with your family to that. But I know we it was always a very popular place and it's probably nice to see it still growing and thriving and, and still bringing people in. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have something else out there that's like tourist driven. My family sold Rock Home in 2005, the same right around the same time that my son was actually born in 2005. Um, so it's been quite a while since it's been in the Yoder family, but it's great to have them out there. And I know the Aikmans are doing a great job and really transforming the property. And it's it's great. I also went went to high school here. And so actually tomorrow when the kids start school, I'll have a freshman and a senior in Arcola High School. So that's really fun too, just to just uh, Arcola has such a rich history all over. And then with the high school, a lot of rich history there too. So it's fun. It's, I, I think too many people don't realize what it's like to have roots and to be involved in those roots and have your family still, you know, to appreciate where you grew up and what made you who you are. And that foundation, I, it's sad that a lot of people don't have that and don't realize how how a powerful thing it is to have those memories and to be able to share those things with your family and upcoming generations. Yeah. I think it really, really helps build the community as well. Like with the chamber, we just had um, on Friday night, we had what we call our town, our amazing town, our cola. And basically everybody just gets together. There's food and drinks and a big bounce house for the kids. And we honor um, and announce all of the like fall athletes that are going to start up with school. And it's just such a, such a great time. And I think, you know, I mean, all the grandparents are there. Everybody's there because 
everybody just has such deep roots here too. So, yeah, I know that you have a big event coming up next month. I'm planning on being there. I've only missed uh, a couple of the Arcola Broomcorn Festivals. I I love it. I know many people do. I look forward to to being there. Um, what do you have new on the horizon this year at the uh, Broomcorn Festival? So um, every year planning the festival, we have kind of our traditions, all of our things that we normally do. We always have the broom sweeping contest. We have the race on Saturday morning and the parade Saturday afternoon. And then we normally have an entertainer on Sunday. So this year um, we're having all those, all those great things that we normally do. And then we're adding Alex Miller is our entertainer on Sunday. So he was growing to fame with uh, on American Idol. And so he's an up and coming country singer. That's going to be really good. Two o'clock on Sunday, he'll be performing. And then I'm super excited about we're bringing in um, a different kind of show this year, too. So the Pompeo Family Dog Show, which if anybody watches America's Got Talent, you've seen them on there. They were finalists on America's Got Talent. And they are just a family act that has all of these cute little dogs, mostly poodles, and they put on like such an amazing show. So they're going to come and they're actually performing multiple times each day of the festival. So I'm really excited for that to come in. It's something different that we haven't haven't tried, but I think it's going to be really, really cool and something that's going to be uh, new, you know, for th- that they haven't seen, no one's seen something like that in this area. So, and all free, all the, sh- all the entertainment's free, so. Oh, what a what a great draw! All of those will be, and I know that um, places like Broomcorn, you've had some some acts in their earlier years that really went on to great fame, such as Garth Brooks, and I'm sure you could name more that you know started there, and really um, people can look back and say, "Oh, well, I saw him win." Yeah. I was looking back at some of them today just to remind myself and names like Morgan Whalen, I know who is really popular right now, and Jake Owen, Brad Paisley, Neil McCoy, Shannon Doa, William Michael Morgan, like all these names. I mean, we've had a ton of really, really talented people come through our cola. So it's it's great. And I just I know that it's changed a lot over the years. Um, because going back, you know, to 1990 when we had Garth Brooks you know, the music industry has just changed so much. You can find any recording of anybody right now. You know, there wasn't YouTube back in 1990 or, you know, they just didn't have a way. It's really changed. Music acts are really expensive. I think a lot of people don't realize how expensive different acts are. Some people that I've never heard of and that you've never heard of, they're $15,000 for 90 minutes, you know, and it's, it's crazy. You know, we want to bring in really good entertainment that people have heard of and, you know, that are going to put on a good show, but it's definitely changed over the years on how, you know, they used to be able to bring in different people and, and how it is now, you know, we want to bring in really good entertainment that people have heard of and, um, you know, that are going to put on a good show. But it's definitely changed over the years um, on how, you know, they used to be able to bring in different people and and how it is now. Um, but I think we're still doing a really good job. And I know our committee talks an awful lot. The Room Corn Committee talks an awful lot about, you know, adapting and making sure that um, we're doing the tried and true things for the festival that are going to continue to bring in people and what people like to see and then doing things that that makes sense. You know, we have to be able to run the festival each year. So we have to be able to make sure that we're, we're doing things that are financially smart for the festival too. So um, I think we'll adapt and, and continue to grow. 
because we have really, really great people in our COLA and on the committee that are so committed to the Broomcorn Festival, um, people that have been involved a lot longer than I have. Um, and we're just going to continue to to listen and and do what people, you know, what people want to come and see. And um, I think that's part of it. But then we have a lot of other cool things with the festival that that people come to see, too. So. Well, and, and I think that the, t- the townspeople, the cooperation that you have with the people who I don't want to say inconvenienced, but to a, to a certain degree, it, it is when you have when they have people out in the, in the boulevard, uh, out in front of their homes and, um, you know, people traipsing through their yards. And, and I think for the most part, people try to re- be respectful. I know the vendors, I think, do. But, um, you know, your townspeople, the woman, the, the people that the woman that I set up in front of is just fantastic. Uh, Sharon Mumo, she's always been very warm and welcoming. And and I would guess most people are like that. That's, that takes a certain degree of cooperation to uh, sacrifice a little bit for the greater good of the of the town. Yeah, there definitely are a few people in Arcola that love to see the festival end. <laughs> um, it is. It's a crazy three day, three or four days, really, that... Um, you know, we, we bring a lot of people into this little town over those days and it, it does inconvenience people, especially like you're saying, you know, I mean, there's vendors set up in people's front boulevards and if that's their only access in and out of their driveway, they're inconvenienced for a few days. Um, but for the most part, everybody, you know, I feel like people in Arcola, you either love broom corn or you leave broom corn weekend if you don't want to deal with the mess. So that's kind of, that's kind of the way that it goes. And there's always, you know, there's different things like with vendors that a lot of people don't think about, you know, the the water hookups that maybe people need and the electricity that people need and how are we going to get that down there? And and we have um, a great guy that takes care of all of that stuff for us. And he's he's just always on it. You know, if somebody happens to lose electricity, he's down there and he's checking on it. And he's one of the great people that we have on the committee that is that, that's just committed. And they're they're down there and, and they know their stuff, you know, oh, they drop over there and they'll get electricity here and they'll go hook up over there for water and. And they know they know exactly what to do. So that's great to have people involved like that help us out. Well, you, you do have a lot of balls up in the air at the same time to try to deal with. I, I uh, how many people are on your committee for for broom corn? It's a good question. Um, s- seven to nine people, I would say. I'd have to sit down and count. But yeah, so what we try, what we do on the committee is we kind of have a chair, uh, a chairperson of the whole festival. And then we each each person on the committee takes care of something. So there's one person that handles everything with the parade. Uh, there's one person that handles everything with the race. I handle all of the non-food vendors. Um, we have somebody else that's taking care of food vendors. So everybody's kind of got their little part um, and piece to the puzzle, which works out really well. Because, you know, if you ask me something about the beer tent, I probably don't know. Because there's somebody that's in charge of the beer tent. <laughs> there's somebody that's that's got got everything that they need to know about that. So that works really, really well. Because you can just go to that person and they know, they know, you know, whatever it might be. Loretta Coatney has been the chair of the Broomcorn Festival for quite a few years and and she knows her stuff. So she can always lead us and guide us because it's probably happened before if we're running into some kind of trouble that's happening. So, yeah, she's the per- first person I had contact with when I started doing Broomcorn and a very delightful lady. <laughs> I've always had a very positive experience as a vendor there. So how is it after I uh, after it's all said and done and you guys have caught your breath and um, recovered from from the event? Do you then sit down in a short time and go through 
you know, correction of errors, things you would do differently the next year, or you already start planning the next, the next year's event after you finish this one, or how far in advance do you begin making all the arrangements? So we normally, after broom corn, give it, give it two or three weeks, and then we have like a wrap-up meeting. So it's kind of fresh in our minds, what went well, what didn't work, you know, uh, just some, to kind of, you know, just wrap up anything that, uh, that we might have questions on or, or anything like that, still outstanding that we need to, that we need to talk about. And then we give ourselves a good month and a half, two months off. And then usually Christmas time right after we're back at it, meeting monthly to at least start to talk about um, definitely like entertainment and things like that, because you need to book that kind of stuff out. People get booked up. And so if you have somebody that we want or that we might be thinking about working with, we want to reach out to them and, and see if they have dates available. And we don't want to don't want to lose anybody. I usually send out my vendor information in February. Uh, so usually get all those because people's calendars get booked. So you want to make sure, even though we've had our festival, this will be the 53rd year <laughs> that we've had it the weekend after Labor Day. I think I think it's always been the weekend after Labor Day as far as I know. But sometimes, you know, you just got to get everything booked. Um, let's see. Last year, we found out kind of late. We've had the, we had the same carnival come um, for several years and um, they they said, oh, we thought you guys weren't having it again. So we booked somewhere else. And we we're like, what? <laughs> so we oh, had yeah. we had to go out and, and find a new carnival, which we were able to do, which is which is not an easy feat either. Um, carnivals are super booked and there's just not as many as there used to be. But so stuff like that, you know, little stuff like that happens. And and but we were able to find somebody that was able to provide a really good carnival for us. And so that all worked out, too. But, yeah, definitely, definitely getting there early is uh, uh, getting to people early to get them get them booked. COVID 2020 would, would have been your 50th anniversary. And I'm sure you had a lot of things that you would have probably had started planning if you start in December. But I'm sure by March of 2020, you already knew that that was very likely not going to happen. So that must have, that must have been a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, it definitely was disappointing, especially since it was the 50th. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was a struggle for everybody. And of course, there was talks about, you know, it's outside and we can just do it. It just wasn't, it wasn't going to work. Um, and actually some something that a lot of people probably didn't understand when we did cancel it, because I know people were disappointed, but I don't think our, ins we have insurance, you know, for the festival. And I don't think that it would have, we wouldn't have had insurance. They wouldn't have let us do that because we weren't following the guidelines, you know, that were set sure. um, with a large gathering because we would have had a huge a turnout, I think. I think people would have still came. Um, since it was outside, but mm -hmm. um, there just wasn't something that we could do um, and and feel feel good about it, really. Right. Uh, so we just decided, you know what? If we don't have it one year, the next year is still going to be the fiftieth. So, <laughs> um, so we we just waited and yeah, gave us time to um, to plan and and get some more things put in place. But then you know it was still so everything was so up in the air. Then you just didn't even know what was going to happen next. So. Right. I, I still sat out 2021. I was still a little reluctant then because, you know, we we're still in the mask wearing phase and all the strangers in your face, you know, I just was, uh, I was nervous to, to try it and I reluctantly canceled. And it as it turned out, my spot where I've been at for so many years had a water main break and I wouldn't have been able to set the set up there anyway, which would have been sad. And uh, so, cause I, I have a, I have a wonderful spot. Yeah, you do. You have a good spot. And sometimes you're on Pine Street and Pine Street. Sometimes when I take new vendors down to Pine Street, they get nervous 
because they don't know. They're all a little bit off the main street and they don't know about it. Pine Street is one of the best streets. It is shaded. People shop down Pine Street. So we, you know, we go down Main Street and we only have two streets that we break off onto. And I'm, I tell them, I'm like, trust me, Pine Street is a good street. <laughs> it's a good street to be on. <laughs> it is. And in, a, uh, in years past, I, I sold Norwex. And so I know you only allow one vendor of each product and I still sell it, but I'm not a- actively promoting it. And so I said I would give up that to another uh, consultant. And so they put her in the spot where I had set up it for years since 2012 and just moved me to the corner. I'm still in the perfect, I've got right real estate, you know, and the people that had purchased things from me still could go back and get, get their products. So it was a win-win for, for, for us, for sure. The parade, speaking of uh, prime real estate, where we are, where I am, my, my now husband comes and he'll watch the booth with me. And I generally go up and I'm like a little kid watching the parade. The only thing I do, don't do is go out and grab candy from little kids. But I do love watching it. And, and as, as for most people, the Lawn Rangers is definitely the, my highlight. And, and if marching bands, if they're there too. But so, so how, how often do you know, do, you, do the Lawn Rangers get together and, and practice very often? Or are they just kind of freewheeling it when they get out there? I think they fly by the seat of their pants <laughs> with that morning. Um, I've heard lots of Lawn Ranger stories. Um, they have a lot of fun doing the parade. They get together early that day and start drinking different kinds of beverages and get parade ready. Um, but no, they have a lot of fun. They actually, it's it's crazy how they get asked to do a lot of parades. After people see them, they reach out and say, oh, come do this parade, come do this parade. And they don't. Um, they just, they really do like two or three parades a year and that's it. Um, and and it, it's, it's crazy to see like a hundred plus guys out there and they all have the decorated <laughs> lawnmower. And I love the story. Pat Monahan will tell the story. You know, we had the Lone Ranger. I don't know what year it was, but we had the Lone Ranger as our grand marshal of types for the festival. And the year after he came, Pat Monahan said, well, gosh, what, what could we do? We want to do something in the parade and be as cool as him. But we, he says, you know, something like we don't have much talent, you know, (laughs) we don't have anything, but he said, we could be Lone Rangers. And then they came up with this idea and it's, it's so funny. Um, it, cause it's just, it's so, it's so, it's so normal to me now when I think about it. Cause when I try to explain it to people, they're like, what? <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that once you start to see it and they just have so much fun with their brooms and decorating and they're definitely a crowd favorite. Um, uh, and you know, people, people definitely come to watch them in the parade. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. My brother's been in there, uh, as a lawn ranger, he doesn't come down every, he lives up in Chicago now, but he doesn't come down to every broom corn anymore, but he definitely loves to be a ranger and get in in all that fun that they. Have. You've reached a, a new status when your when your group is asked to march in a presidential inauguration, right? And they did right. so. And you hand Obama the <laughs> so much the fun plunger or whatever, yeah, the picture of Obama with their plunger. So, yeah, it, it's they're just they're so fun and creative, and it's just it's one of those things where you're gonna smile when they go by and they do their little drills. They only have yeah, like you a can't few, help. two different ones that they do. They when they do the <laughs> they do a little roundabout and then they they throw their brooms around and it, it just you cannot look at them and not just smile and it's just such a good time. It's so fun. I agree. I agree. It's uh it's one of one of the highlights of my uh, my day my 
weekend there, and I'm sure many, many other people. Uh, I know they've had Dave Barry in the past. Um, yes, and the columnist that used to he that's that's been some time back. I've I think I have mentioned to you. I wondered if they would are they seeking out any other celebrities around local, like like you know local. Um, politicians or meteorologists or anything like that who might be willing to come and participate. I got a couple names on the top of my head I think would be hilarious and they're doing that. I think that anyone is welcome to be a ranger. I know that they said that there is a like short boot camp that they have to go to <laughs> at the beginning. Um, <laughs> they make it fun the whole time, I think. Um, but I, I think anybody's welcome to join them because I know that they have extra, like they have all of these mowers that they put in a shed somewhere that they drag out. So when they need mowers for different people, um, they, they bring them out. So yeah, I definitely think that Anybody that wants to be a ranger can definitely go through the rigorous training that they, that they need to go through to do it that day. <laughs> so, uh, what all? What other um, besides broom corn? What other um, areas are you, or, or unless there's something else you'd like to talk about about broom corn? I know that we, that there are other areas in Arcola that you've had. I've I was talking about the um, industries that have been there forever. Libman. Herf Jones, Monahan. I know there are many, many others, and uh, Carolyn and, and and companies like Diamond Brothers. I didn't realize how far they'd gone back. Uh, Carolyn Cloyd was relating a story about Dr. Omer Barnes, and uh, the, relating back to the Diamond family, and I didn't realize that that was a family that had gone back such rich rich history in our our cola. So uh, yeah, you do you have you've really got a lovely facility out in the Best Western Plus and Carriage Crossing Senior Center. Anything new that you're working on or trying to bring, or are the others other industries that I haven't mentioned? So we have a subcommittee off of the chamber. We call ourselves AST, which is Arcola Community Economic and Development. So we meet every other week. And, and do just that. Talk about bringing, you know, see what the community needs, where maybe we're lacking a little bit and um, and try to bring in different different businesses. So one of some of the services that we weren't seeing in our cola that we wanted to have over the last few years, we've been successful in bringing in a new dentist. Dr. Schunkweiler has come into our cola. He's actually an Arcola native. Um, he's come in so he can offer his dentistries three or four days a week here. We also have um, Chittick Eye Care that opened up downtown Arcola, which is great, so that they can they can provide that within the community. We didn't have a pharmacy in town for many years, um, and then Save More Pharmacy has come in, um, so that's really nice. That's something that our group we did a like um, several years ago did kind of a community wide survey um, just to get people's ideas. What do you want to see more of? What do you think you know that we don't have enough of in Arcola? What would you like to see? And uh, a dentist. Uh, more restaurants and um, ophthalmologists were were on some of the top top things that people wanted to see. Um, I was also really really excited to see that we have a new bakery downtown um, Arcola. So it's actually at, like a Hispanic type bakery. So they have a lot of different like breads and and kind of Hispanic traditional pastries and things in it. So that's really really cool. Um, the um, owner and her husband had been running this business for quite a few years um, out of their home they kind of had converted part of their house, you know, to basically be a bakery and then bought a building downtown and opened it up. So that's really, really neat. Um, um, because our, our downtown is, I mean, what's not, the bakery called? That is a good question. I don't know how to say it. It's, 
I don't know how to say it in Spanish. I will butcher it. Um, but if I will, I can send you, so I'll send you something on it or we can link something to it so that people, you know, can check it out. The bakery downtown, but I don't know how to say it in Spanish. No, I, so I'm I would struggle too. Um, I don't want to butcher it. I'm sorry. I made you lose your train of thought. Our downtown has struggled like a lot of others. Um, retail is, is hard these days. You know, I mean, so many people buying different things online or, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, just those, those small retail businesses are difficult. So we're trying to do our best to, um, you know, keep, keep things downtown that we can, um, you know, bring people in and make sure that they understand the different city opportunities that are available. So like there's different incentives through the city. We have a TIF district and different things like that. Um, and a, a storefront grants that we can offer. So like if, if somebody is thinking about um, opening a business, um, then they can sit down with our group and then we can direct them different places. So um, they don't have to go it alone. They can, they can come with and sit down alongside us and say, Oh, you know, I'm not sure how to do this. Okay. Well, let's, let's help you with that. We might not know exactly how to do it either, but we can definitely put them in touch with people that, that can. So I feel like we try to give white glove service to anybody that's thinking about um, opening a business or, or moving, maybe moving their business from their house to a, to a location um, downtown or wherever it might be, because we want, I mean, it, we used to have a really, really thriving downtown. And I think a lot of towns would say the same thing. Um, and it's just gotten hard. And, and too, I mean, our buildings aren't, aren't getting any younger down there too. So they, they definitely need, you know, need somebody to come in and, you know, fix whatever might need to be fixed, uh, fixed down there and, and um, continue to grow. We have a proposed broom palace that could go in our empty lot where the metropolitan block was. So that would be really, really cool. Um, we have some drawings and we have a group that's working on that project. Um, so it would be two levels. Um, the downstairs would be kind of some history and kind of museum, Arcola type museum things um, that people could learn about Arcola and the broom history that we have here. Uh, maybe like a small outlet store there. And then actually on the second floor would be where we could open back up our walkthrough time museum. Uh, that we had in our cola, and then because of building issues, we had to close it. So it would, it would, I think it would be a really good shot in the arm to our downtown to get something like that. It's going to be an attraction within itself because the plans to it, it's really cool. I mean, it's it's a real palace looking um, building, and it would have different features on the outside. And um, I think it would go along with some of the already art that we have downtown, with our murals that we have and the Sweeping Beauties. And then like our Raggedy Ann and Andy bench, the, the bronze bench that we have down there to show, um, to talk about, you know, our history with Raggedy Ann and Andy in our cola too. So I think it would be really, really cool. And I, I, I do still think that people want to travel and want to go to, you know, they want to go to big cities and they want to see that kind of stuff. But they, I think they also want to stop in small towns and, and learn something and see something different. So I think if we have that to offer, I think that people will will continue to to stop by and see what we well, got. I 100% agree. Uh, it's great to go to a city and have the kind of restaurants and culture and museums and the, the energy and the vibrancy that comes with that. But at the same time, to be able to come to a rural setting and see things like one of a kind, like the Hippie Memorial, where are you going to see that? in Chicago, you know, and uh, somebody, something that somebody created out of his own, own mind and uh, that has become uh, associated with, with Arcola. You just have a lot going for you there. And I, uh, I think there's so many positive things about Arcola. I love to go there and you have, you have Shays is a good place to eat and the Broontown Cafe 
and um, a couple. You have a Mexican restaurant, a couple of Mexican restaurants, correct? Mm-hmm. We do. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about that you have on your agenda? Hmm. Well, I mean, mainly, I just feel like we're on. You know, we're in broom corn mode. We're so close to broom corn that that's <laughs> that's what's on my mind these days. I think that uh, it's it's such a good representation of our cola when we when we can put on this big festival uh, and and pull everything off and usually pull it off pretty smoothly. Um, we're just praying, you know, that the weather all works out with us this year. Because um, funny enough, I, I think it was eighteen or nineteen. Uh, actually, eighteen. Two thousand eighteen was the first year that I helped, and it rained all three days that I <laughs> that I helped that first year. I remember that well. I felt bad for you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So I kind of felt like maybe I should not do this. Maybe this is a sign <laughs> that this is not what I should be helping with. <laughs> but I pushed through, and 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 it all, it all came out just fine. But well, you did, and you know, it's a it's a big responsibility doing what you do. It is. It is. And we, we take it real seriously. We, we try to, you know, we try to do our very best and, and just try to try to put on one of the best festivals. I mean, we've been voted best festival in central Illinois several times and, and I, we just make it stick because that's what, and we all, we all think we are. I mean, we're, kind of, well, of we're like, well, of course we are. Well, we yes, really we are. I mean, who, nobody else has, <laughs> nobody else has a long rangers. You got to admit they don't have that no matter what they got. Nobody else has a lawn rangers. Nobody has, you know, and, and I think the broom tent, um, the Turner family has done the, the broom tent for us for a really long time and do broom making demonstrations in there and sell the locally made brooms. And a lot of, a lot of small towns have a, the different festivals that maybe, you know, they have a strawberry festival or they put on, um, you know, a sweet corn festival or different, different things like that. But the brooms are so different, I think. And it sets us apart. And I think that people, I mean, you just see, you know, people walking down the street and they're carrying their broom that they got for this year. And I love it when they have the colored broom corn because that just, you know, somebody, I had posted something on Facebook um, for the chamber, you know, and I had a picture and it was really pretty with all the different colored broom corns um, with the brooms. And somebody said, why are they, why are they red and why is it green? And, and I was like, why not? If we're going to have to sweep, let's at least have a pretty broom to sweep with, right? <laughs> like, why not? No, no, no kidding. No kidding. No kidding. Well, this has just been so much fun, Angie. I appreciate you being here again, taking time out of your busy day. And is there a website or any information, any contact information you'd like to leave for our listeners? Yeah. So definitely check out um, arcolachamber.com. That has um, a whole page on broom corn. You can see our whole schedule that we have for this year. Um, gives you lots of information. You can sign up. Um, we're still, we'll take parade entries until like the the day of, I mean, you could still get in the parade the day of if you wanted to. So there's a parade entry on there. There is um, uh, race information on there. So you can print a form, you can link right there and, and sign up for the race. Um, so you can go on there, pretty much get all of the information and then search our Cola Chamber on Facebook too, because we post a lot on there and keep everything up to date um, on Facebook. So I would check everything out on there. The dates of that are? September 8th, 9th and 10th. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday following Labor Day. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks, Angie, so much for for all your wonderful information. And I hope you come back and join me again sometime. And I want to thank listeners. If you like this podcast, please share and subscribe. And uh, I do also have a Facebook page called Life on the Illinois Prairie. So if you would uh, like to join that, I would really appreciate it. 
And um, thank you for stopping by again this week. And be kind. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.